Hey, how we all doing? All right. So, uh, as you can see, I'm by my lonesome on this one. Uh, Kim's not feeling well right now. If she's not feeling well, well, I guess I can do that when I get into the other side of the show. Anyways, um, yeah, so I'm going to do this race recap and uh, some of the other stuff I want to talk about in this episode. I'm going to do it live, like always, you know. But, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, give me just one moment. I'm going to check some uh, stuff real quick on the... Just make sure everything's fucking set right for the look. All right, everything's good. All right. William learned with fucking, like, this with Apple, every time there's a fucking update, there is a, uh, and sorry about the fucking mess back. Usually Kim's over here blocking it, so. Cool. He moves us back over that way. Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, we're going to be getting ready, get soon to be putting up a Christmas tree, so that will be happening soon enough. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think we're ready to rock and roll. Go ahead and get on the other side of the show. Not really expecting too many people to be in here, so uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just run run it live and we'll go. I'm going on the other side of the show. It's not remember how to fucking do this. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Red Five Network. For more Red Five Network podcasts, visit redfivenetwork.com. Welcome to Using Abuse. I'm Scott. Normally, I do have my wife here with me, Kim, but unfortunately, she's not with me today. Uh, again, she's got a migraine going on right now, so she does not feel well. Uh, so this will be me and me only today. Uh, so, like, like, like the episode says, it's one thirty-six. This will be the Guitar Grand Prix re- recap, number one race that happened over the weekend. But before we get into that, um, I'm gonna go ahead and get some business taken care of. And if you are watching live, go ahead and jump in the chat and say hey. Uh, but we want to thank our Patreons, Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy, Don Dallas New Sulski, Freddy Big Lovin', Hanny, Hannah, Hanny. Oh my God, I'm even fucking on my daughter's boy, my daughter's name, Hannah, Mikey, Brindley, and Case. If you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com, search in the creative bar, Used and Abused Pod. You can search for Used and Abused Pod today on all your favorite podcast apps, including Apple, Google, Audible, and Amazon Music. Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. We are a proud member of the Red 5 Network. Go to red5network.com to find more exciting podcasts, including uh, Ashley and Brandy. I guess I should have said Journey Through. You know, I usually, Kim's usually got this all up, and I don't have it up, so this is my fault for not being prepared. But that's what how I, how I roll. I'm never prepared for this shit. And I don't know why. Let me find it real quick. Luckily, we have a bio link, so I can just read off all the, all the, all of them. All right, so we got a Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy, another Star Wars podcast around the ring. If you like wrestling, check that one out. ATSW The Escape Pod, Blue Milk Cafe, Chats with Chewy, Conversations, Coruscant Radio Underground, Dork Wars, Force of Light Entertainment from a certain point of view, Galaxy of Queers, Jedi Temple Archives podcast. 
Mighty or might mighty Marvel geeks. I thought Pizza and Parsecs, Pod Wars, Press Play Studios, or Press Play Streaming Studios. Sorry about that. Rogue One Radio, Salty Nerd, Sarlacc Digest, Scarab Scuttlebutt, Star Wars and Beyond, The Convergence, The Lord Be With You, The Science Fictionary, The Sidebar Cantina, The Snapcast, of course, Us, Use and Abuse, War of the Stars, We Be Geeks, WSTR, Galactic Public Access, and Wookiee Radio. And if you go to your Red 5, your Red 5 Network on Twitter, I'll kind of try to show this best I can. If I won't, it's freaking not dark. Hold on a minute. So I can change my settings real quick and make it dark. Um, but yeah, if you go to the, to the Twitter page right at the very top, there is a link. We call it bio link, and it will actually take you to all of our all of our uh, pages. Uh, more like most of them go to Spotify, so you easily find us there. Um, yeah, so. Again, I will show this to you as soon as I can get the screen to change dark, which it did. There we go. Oh, yeah, much better. But anyways, you go to that very top one there, the pinned one. It's not showing up very great because the camera's not being, everything's kind of being bitch. But anyways, right there, right there with my fingers at. Go there. That's the bio link. And you will find, click the link, and you will find all of our shows. So that will be easy for you, as always. And that's where we do read all of our information from. Anyways, you want to check out the Cantina family. That is the Sidebar Cantina, the Escape Pod. They are both on YouTube and also on your favorite podcast apps. The Escape Pod this week will is taking a break due to the Thanksgiving holiday. But they will be back once uh, Thanksgiving is over. But again, there you got a lot of shows on YouTube that you can watch. Also, they have. Uh, you, wherever you can find there, um, you go to your, your favorite podcast app. You can also look up the Escape Pod, ATSW, the Escape Pod, and there you will find all their shows. And Cyber Cantina just got done yesterday with a great episode. Uh, the, you know, I know it's on Paris Bueller, I just can't remember if it was 35th anniversary or what. Um, but yeah, they just got done doing Paris Bueller's Day Off, which was a great friggin' episode. You can go to check out the Orange and Fest show, and they are on Spotify, and they just actually just uploaded a new video where they reviewed or went over uh, after just pretty much right after. I I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know for sure. I do know that they did go see the new Ghostbusters movie, and I believe they talked about it in the car. I believe it was one of in, in the car ones, but I have not listened to it, but go check them out on Spotify. They are some great guys from Boise, Idaho, and uh, yeah. You'll enjoy their show. Also, check out Swede Studios, Big Swede's Excellent Adventure, Catchable Swede, only on YouTube. Don't forget to smash that like button. If you are new to the channel, click subscribe. And then click the bell to be notified when we go live. You can find using views on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us at usedandabusedpod at gmail.com. Our website is usedabusedpod.com. There you can find links to all of our episodes, links to our YouTube videos, replays of our live shows, link to our merch store, and link to our Patreon under the Donate tab. You can also leave us a message and also click subscribe to be notified by email when a new audio-only app episode is available. And go to our, for our merch store, go to tpublic.com, search it for 
used abused pod all lowercase all together for our merch store there you'll find t- you can put our logos on t-shirts tank tops hoodies face masks onesies coffee mugs and etc and i don't have it but let's go ahead and get into one little bit of extra detail because we got something coming up this saturday via the red five network youtube page and that is I have yet to see a time set for this yet, but if you just go to Red Five Network, yeah, Red Five Network on YouTube, subscribe to their page, you will be notified when that show does go go live. Now, it uh, most of us should be in the chat uh, chatting up, so come on in and say hey, and we'll, we'll talk while while we are uh, in the show while the show is being shown. And that's this Saturday again. I don't have a time. I think I heard maybe 8 p.m., which I think might be Central Time. It might be Eastern. We'll have to wait and see. We do know that a lot of people do watch football on Saturday nights. So, again, there's always that. Anyways, go ahead and let's get into some of the news before we get into the Formula One race. Unfortunately, with the end of, uh, what do you call, uh, NASCAR, there's really not a lot to do with uh racing now besides formula one and then, of course then we got a week break so this, we're gonna do this right now but let's go ahead and touch on some other news real quick and that is one i thought was really interesting um and i want to kind of go over this and i'm taking this article from espn president joe biden says u.s considering diplomatic boycott of the 2022 beijing games president joe biden said thursday that the united states was considering a diplomatic boycott of next year's winter olympics in Beijing over China's human rights abuses, a move that would keep American dignitaries, but not athletes, from the games. So there's the key right there. It's only meaning the dignitaries of the United States would not be going. So, like, um, I know, like, Vice President Joe Biden went to Tokyo Games. So that would just mean that people like her and any of our other dignitaries, bureaucrats, would not be attending the games. Also. Just to kind of re- 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 kind of see how this is going. Um, economic boycotts also are coming from Australia, Canada, and most recently Lithuania. Oh, I'm sorry. The threats and economic boycotts that Australia, Canada, and most recently Lithuania have suffered at the hands of the Chinese for challenging. Beijing's authority in one way or another are not experiences other countries will want to copy lightly. The West has always argued that its secret weapon against China is the strength of its ally alliances. China, China, by contrast, has no friends. So if a boycott is to happen by, for instance, withdrawing ambassadors, royalty, and ministers from the ceremonial events, countries will want to know that the big players in the G7 economics are signed up. An incoherent response will only outline the West's lack of resolve. At the moment, President Joe Biden has considered, has said he is considering a boycott that seemed surprising because after his three-hour phone call with Xi Jinping last week, the short-term trajectory of U.S. relations with China seemed to be towards greater contact, albeit guarded. 
Kirk Campbell, the NDO Pacific Director at the National Security Council in, in an address last week, placed great emphasis on establishing lines of communication with Beijing. He also said that as China became more, even ever more centralized, a premium will be placed on relations between the two presidents. So again, it's just dignitaries, it's not the athletes. So uh, the, it, we're, the U.S. is looking at maybe boycotting just its it's dignitaries, not athletes. So in case anybody was cons confused on that, I just wanted to clear that up, clear that noise up in the air right now. So we're talking about dignitaries, not our athletes. Now let's move in some uh, racing news real quick. Uh, we really wish Kim was here for this. Was here to this one, but uh, first thing we want to do is congrat, congratulate Tony Stewart and Leah Pruitt. They were married over the weekend on Sunday, according to a video video on Instagram by Marco and Treading. The wedding took place in Los Cabos. Um, Leah Pruitt is a NHRA driver, so she's the National Hot Rod Association. Um, and we want to congratulate her and Tony on their on their marriage. Trackhouse. Racing opened it, opened its rebranded race shop to its 120 employees Monday morning in Concord, North Carolina, as one of the NASCAR Cup Series newest teams. Continued preparations for the 2022 Cup Series season. Mike Harmon Racing, they're in trouble. And Caesar Ella penalized. And I quote Today we were notified by NASCAR that they handed out. Sanctions against MHR, better known as Mike Harmon Racing, crew chief Ryan Bell, and the use of the 74 car at an exhibition charity event at Rockingham. This was not an intentional attempt to circumvent the rules that NASCAR has in place. Speaking of the rule that... Uh, da, 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 gosh, I just lost my place, sorry. In over four decades of being in motorsports, I'm shocked at the penalties that were imposed on our team. We will be appealing NASCAR's ruling as we are dedicated to the Xfinity Series, our great partners, fans, and supporters, and quote Mike Harmon Racing. The original, uh, let's see, where's the original? Let me just get a tweet from uh, Jeff Gluck because he tweeted about it yesterday when I saw this. And this was kind of shocking in a way. Jeff Gluck, where are you? There you go. Aren't there's some stuff going on? All right, here we go. Jeff Gluck. This was yesterday at about two thirty nine when I saw the tweet, or when he was tweeted at two thirty nine on eleven or November twenty second, and that is NASCAR has issued a major penalty to Mike Harmon and his team. They violated the vehicle testing policy, which was documented on the team's social media accounts. Docked seventy five driver and owner points for twenty twenty two. Crew chief fined $50,000 and suspended for six races. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. So NASCAR has in place where teams cannot purposely go and test anyways. They're they're you know they're supposed to use simulators and stuff like that. This has been in effect for a long time. However, this is a charity event that was held at Rockingham Speedway. We don't race at Rockingham. There's really no other tracks on the circuit on the current schedule that mimic Rockingham. So I have an issue with this where I understand what NASCAR is saying, but they weren't testing. They were, they were doing a charity event with a bunch of other uh, styles of cars 
you know, that people, other people own. So they brought their current Xfinity car, which I'm sure won't be used next year. I mean, we're talking about the 2021 car. More likely, it's not going to be the same car that they're going to use for racing next year. Again, one thing I don't know is where they go on at high rates of speed. I doubt it since Rockingham does not look great enough to host a high rate of speed race. So again, it was just a charity event. So I'm hoping with the appeal that Mike Harmon Racing and the crew chief and everybody will be will be exonerated and there will be you know no harm, no foul, pretty much because they what they what are they going to learn? What are they going to learn from going to Rockingham? Not a fucking thing. You're not going to learn anything going to Rockingham for any track that we have currently on the NASCAR circuit. So again, NASCAR just throwing their fucking weight around, saying, "Oh well, it, this is a test." Well, it, I'm sorry, it was not a fucking test. It was a charity event. So NASCAR needs to get off their fucking high horse and throw this fucking fines away. No, don't keep the crew chief suspended for six fucking races and don't take away owner and driver points when, again, the season hasn't started and this was not a fucking test. It was a charity event held at Rockingham Motor Speedway. Hey, Kel. It's just me. Uh, This is... Uh, Spider Motorsports to field truck series team in 2022. Where is the one I wanted? I wanted, I wish I could, wish Kim was here, but she's not feeling well. She, but I want to touch on this one because I, I know I'll have to read this to you later on when, but she's got a migraine right now. So if she doesn't get, doesn't start feeling better, we're probably going to nix the evening show just so everybody knows. Um, so it'd probably be just a racing show today. Anyways, NASCAR on November 19th announced the return of practice and qualifying to its race weekends in 2022. With a dramatic knockout-style qualifying format setting, the starting lineup format setting, the starting lineup for each NASCAR Cup Series race. So again, we're going back to knockout qualifying. Which is ironic because the last time we tried this fucking uh, knockout qualifying shit we went to what they consider a q3 like f1 does and nobody crossed the line at the check before the checker flag so literally the top 10 was set from the from the previous uh round two settings or round two when they knocked out so many cars but kind of stupid i'm really shocked nascar's willing to go back to it Anyways, the announcement comes after nearly two seasons with race weekends largely held without practice or qualifying. A procedure born out of necessity to reduce travel days and on-site personnel while navigating the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2022, all events across all three NASCAR National Series are scheduled to include qualifying. And I quote, NASCAR is excited to return to practice and qualifying to its race weekends. We missed seeing cars and trucks on track all weekend long, and so did our fans. Yeah. We worked closely with our broadcast partners, teams, and racetracks to create an exciting, unique qualifying format while keeping several of the efficiencies that help our entire industry successfully na- navigate the pandemic. End quote, says Scott Miller, NASCAR Senior Vice President of Competition. For a majority of the NASCAR Cup Series schedule, the field will be split into two groups, and participate in practice and qualifying event that will last approximately two hours. The two-hour window will allow broadcast partners ample time and ability to come to cover the entire field, bringing wide-ranging in-depth stories 
and insight to millions of fans each and every weekend. During six NASCAR Cup Series weekends, five NASCAR Xfinity Series weekends, and eight NASCAR Camping World Truck Series weekends, NASCAR will implement an extended practice weekend schedule, which will feature one standalone 50-minute practice as well as a qualifying event. Daytona International Speedways, Speed Weeks, and the lead-up to the Daytona 500 will employ the extended practice format for all three series. Bush Pole Award qualifying for the Daytona 500 is scheduled for Wednesday evening, February 16, 2022. Okay. So let's see here real quick. We've got, I'll take my glasses off. I can't see all this shit. So pretty much what we're going to do is uh, ovals will have group A, group B, then they go round, which is round one, 15-minute practice, and then a final round, which is single car, one lap, fastest qualifier, earns push pull. Okay. Long single car. So no Q laps at Martinville, Martinsville, Bristol, Richmond, and Dover. Super Speedway will be two rounds. I guess they're both two rounds really when you think about it. All cars, single car, one lap, top 10 transfer to the final round. That's super speedway. So that'd be like Daytona and Talladega. And the final round will be single car, one lap, fastest qualifier, earns first bush pole. Okay. Road courses, 20-minute practice, 15-minute time session for group A, 15-minute time session for group B, top five transfer to the oh. Okay. I guess I need to read that a little bit more and understand it. Oh, shit. All right, we'll, we'll go over that. Um, 10 minute. So the final round will be a 10-minute time session. Fastest qualifier earns push pull at road course. And for the Bristol Dirt Series, four qualifying races determine the field and starting lineup for Sunday's races. Right. This is like running the normal dirt track thing, which you got two 50-minute practices. So, in other words, what, what they're going to do is your practice sessions are your also qualifying sessions. So the top five, like on ovals of group A and top five in group B would transfer to the final round where then it'll be single car, one lap, fast to qualifier, earns fresh pole. Uh, super Speedway is one round, all cars are on track. Again, single car, one lap, top 10 transfer to the final round. And again, fastest qualifier after that will earn bush pole. Road courses, like I said, two, two separate 15 minute time sessions, top five transfer to the final round. Was then you final round your 10 minute session. Okay. It, okay. So what they did is unlike F1, where all the cars go on the track in the final round, they're going to make it so only one car goes out on the track. I can, it might work. It might work. Okay. I know I'll get just giving it shit, but it, that actually might work. So maybe, maybe Kim wouldn't be pissed off rant right now, but who knows? And real quick on a sadder note, uh, Wayne Sawyer Sr., born August 14, 1943, passed away into the arms of the Lord and Savior, as I'm reading the press release, just so everybody knows, on November 19, 2021, son of Paul Clark Sawyer and Virginia Weaver Sawyer. He grew up in the city of South Norfolk, now the city of Chesapeake. Yeah, that sucks. Anyways. Let's get on to... Oh, I got one other thing to say. Anybody, if you didn't watch freaking Monday Night Football last night, I just caught word that the FBI is now involved in trying to help the New York Giants find their offensive line. 
Sorry, Kel. But damn. I watched one. Oh, God. I don't remember. It's probably the fourth fucking quarter. The Buccaneers were only rushing four guys. And I watched four guys take on five and sack the quarterback. I'm like, what the hell? There's no way. You got one extra big dude. You should be able to take care of him. Anyways. No, I, I do understand you guys got a lot of fucking injuries. It sucks. It really does. I just really hope Tom Brady lose a fucking game. Just so you know. That was the reason why I brought that up. Anyways, we're moving on. This will not be very long. This will not be the normal stuff. Because, again, I don't have him here to give me anything. Oh, no shit. All right, breaking news from Luna Girl. Jason Garrett was just fired as offensive coordinator. Man, he sucked as head coach, too, so. You know, shocking. Actually, that's yeah, cool. Might want to follow it, fire the offensive line coach, too. I mean, I know I know they're talking about how banged up they were. And a lot of these guys were missing and la da 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 I'm sorry. It don't matter if you're a starting offensive lineman or a backup offensive lineman. What they did, what they did in trying to protect Daniel Jones last night was a joke. And I'm sorry about that because it was disgusting. I mean, they had moments of glory, of, of blocking, but then they had other moments where it's like the goddamn Pop. I, I know Pop Warner teams can block better than that. Anyways, but Jason Garrett just got fired. And Little Girl thinks they also should have fired Steve Gettleman years ago. Cool. See? That's the good thing about being fans is we can always say who we think should be fired. Yep, definitely is very sad about the guy passing away. But let's get into the guitar Formula One Grand Prix. Going to a MotoGP track with foreign cars pretty much had us all thinking that this race was gonna suck. It was gonna be only passing in the turn one and they were just going to follow each other as best they could through the rest of the track. I mean, it was a sneaker show. Lewis Hamilton jumped out and lead and left the field behind. But then again, when you are a seven time world champion and with a seven time world champion team, yeah, you're going to kick everyone's ass. Just my opinion. Anyways, let's run into the qualifying real quick just because everything kind of changed. We had Hamilton first, Verstappen second, Bodas third, Gasly fourth, Alonso fifth, Norris sixth, Science seventh, Sonoda eighth, and Ocon starting ninth. Now, Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas were caught under yellow flags when Pierre Gasly's car quit or had a flat tire, and he stopped it right on the front straightaway. So at that moment there, there was a single-wave yellow flag, which means Valtteri should have slowed down. He, according to the FIA, he didn't. So he was given a... Now, we, of course, the penalty we didn't find out until Sunday morning, which is not right, because they should actually let the teams know about these things before the Grand Prix, or the, you know, the Saturday night. It should have been known, known Saturday night after qualifying. They had they have all the information they should have known this anyway. So Bodas lost three three place or three grid. He dropped three places in the grid to start the race. And Max, because he 
was under double yellow flags, he got smacked with five place grid penalty, which put him down in the seventh. So it started off great. Anyways, uh, get to the race, lap one. Max just friggin' drove it into turn one, passed about three or four cars. So he went from seventh to about fourth within the first corner. By the end of lap four, I think it was, he was already in second place, about four seconds behind Lewis Hamilton. And by lap 17, him, Max Verstappen, and Lewis Hamilton had left the rest of the field by 30 seconds. So at that point there, they were already in outside of, the rest of the cars were, out, were outside their pit window, which meant if Lewis and Max pitted at any time there, they would not lose their positioning. So let's go over the the end of the race. I'm not going to go over every freaking lap because I just it's boring when we do it with NASCAR. But let's go ahead and go over the the classifications, and we'll start with Mercedes. Valtteri Bottas not classified. He had a DNF. He at the end of towards the end of the race he blew a right front tire, and it was right no left front tire. I'm sorry, left front tire, and uh, after. Uh, driving around on his fucking nose for a bit. They brought it, he got it into the pits, they changed the tire, and then they called him up and said, we're going to retire the car. Now, there might have been some broken pieces on there. I have not heard anything from uh, the FIA, whether or not there were any broken pieces. So we'll have to wait until that, mo- until that we find out, until we find out later. Um... Nicholas, oh yeah, I was talking about Mercedes. And of course, Lewis Hamilton smoked the show, smoked the whole field. He won the race with one minute, 24 seconds, or one one hour and 24 minute race. NASCAR, you get it? Why people like watching F1? It's not a four hour shit show. Anyways, we'll go talk about Williams now because uh, Nicholas Latifi. He had a, he did not finish in that race either, so he's not classified at the end of the race. He, again, he also blew a left tire, a left front tire, but he blew it a lap after his teammate George Russell did. George Russell blew his tire, drove it into the pits, got changed. Nicholas Latifi, they showed it on the replay. His tire was actually going down just as he went by pit road, the entrance of pit road. But by the time it actually hit the ground, he was on the front straightaway. And he tried to limp it around the track. Unfortunately, he could not make it. So he found an access road pull off near. And unfortunately, that brought out the safety car with about three laps to go, or two, about two laps to go, two or three laps to go in the race, which pretty much sealed the deal for Fernando Alonso. But we'll get to that in a minute. Unfortunately, Nicholas then was considered not classified. So he finished where he finished ahead, just a little ahead of about three Boltos because Boltos was first. And his teammate, George Russell, finished 17th. Like I said, George also blew a tire. And that he also, but luckily he didn't have to retire the car, but it was pretty much a bad day. It was a bad day for Williams. Anyways, they were never near the points. Uh, let's talk about how the American team, Haas. And just about all I'm going to say about him. Nikita Mazepin, P18. And Mick Schumacher, P9, P16. That's all we need to say. Alfa Romeo 
Antonio Giovinazzi finished 15th, while his teammate, Kimi Raikkonen, finished 14th. Not much of a showing for Alfa Romeo. They, like the rest of them, all were lapped down. And, I mean, they had moments where they had some good passing or they were doing some great wheel-to-wheel fighting, but nothing too memorable. But then again, also, you got to realize, at this moment here, a lot of the focus is on Red Bull and on Mercedes. So you're seeing a lot of uh, Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen, and also Lewis Hamilton because we are three. This is the third race before the end of the season. So the driver's championship is getting hot. And so is also the constructor's title. Uh, well, Kim's not here to correct me on this. So I'll probably fuck it up. But uh, in third. The next team we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about is uh, Alpha Tori, Tari, Tori. What's Kim was here? Uh, anyways, Yuki Sonoda finished P13, and Pierre Gasly finished P11. Now, the the team they were struggling all weekend trying to find speed in these cars, while Pierre did have a great qualifying session. Again, he did blow. He did. Uh, yeah, you ended up with a flat tire in qualifying, which then brought up the yellow, which on at the end of Q3, which hurt about three Boltas and Verstappen. But again, they had no speed this weekend. And as it shows, they can even get in the points, neither car. Next up, we're going to talk about McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo, P12, and his teammate Lando Norris, P9. Lando has some great moves, some great. He had he actually at, towards the end of the race the McLaren got worried about his tire going flat so they brought him in. This is actually after Valtteri blew a tire. They brought him in to uh, replace that tire and get back going. And he fought his way back to P nine. Again, it wasn't a great day for McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, I don't know what else can be said about him. He has really struggled with every team he's been at since he left Red Bull. So since when he went to Renault for 2019, he didn't do very well. He had moments here and there. And then last year and this year with McLaren, again, not doing very well. He's had his moments. He's had moments of glory, but he's always regulated out of the points most of the season. So I don't know what. Is up with Daniel Ricardo? Maybe he's just—I can't figure it out to McLaren, or maybe he's losing as a driver, and maybe he needs to think about leaving the sport, going, you know, finding something else to do. Now we'll get into the top ten, and we're going to start with in tenth place. We had Sebastian Vettel with Aston Martin Racing. Huh. Vettel, not much to really speak. He had a few moments. He. uh yeah, he really just didn't. Again, it wasn't much showing of these guys. And I understand it's just like just like NASCAR or just like NBC does with NASCAR series. They focus on the championship people. And since he's really not in the championship, they really don't show much of, the, of him. His teammate, though, Lance Stroll, finished in sixth place, which is amazing that Lance actually finished that high. Lance, again, he had moments of glory. He also had moments where you wondered if he was even going to do anything. And P8 and P7, we have actually have Team Ferrari. We have Charles Leclerc finishing P8 and Carlos Sainz P7. They had some moments out where they actually were making good 
passes and whatnot. And yeah, they pitted and, and got themselves kind of regulated behind some people and it took them forever to get back by some people. Again, Ferrari just don't have great power right at the moment. P5, we have uh, Alpine with Esteban Ocon and his teammate, Fernando Alonso, finished P3. Alonso's first podium since 2014. Seven years ago since Fernando Alonso been on the podium. Uh, during his press conference at one point, Fernando did drop the F word, which made Crofty have to say he was sorry for the language of Fernando Alonso. But Fernando had a great day. He fought off, fought against Max for a bit. He blocked Pierre Gasly, got past Gasly really quick. But he had, and he held off. Well, he was going to be caught by Perez, but due to the safety car, but a virtual safety car at, towards the end for Nicholas Satifi, that pretty much saved his P3, and Fernando came home P3. P4, Sergio Perez. Now, Sergio started like, P, he qualified P11, really bad qualifying for Sergio this weekend. Couldn't, but I've noticed one thing. If you go back to Bahrain, he didn't have great qualifying there either. So maybe it's just going to the desert, desert areas and racing at night. Maybe Sergio can't, can't deal with those that type of climate or something. I don't know. Anyways, he finished P4 just behind Fernando Alonso. Again, he might have caught Fernando. We don't know. The safety car came out to nullify that. Sergio at one point probably passed 30, 40 cars on track. And he probably thought at one point there was about 80 cars on track, as many cars he was having to pass. But he did move up really quick at the beginning of the race and then was starting to catch uh, Botas at one point, or did catch Botas and pass Botas. But again, Red Bull pitted him again because they were worried about tires, which then regulated him back down in the, in the 10th, and he had to fight his way back up to P4, which he did. So it's actually good damage limitations also from him. His teammate, Max Verstappen, finished, finished P2. They started the race at P7. Again, it was one of those great, great drives by Max. He swung around the outside in turn one, passed about four cars by lap three or four. He was already in second place and trying to chase down Lewis. Unfortunately, the Mercedes car was just too hard for, too fast for Max to catch. And he actually, he actually just had to regulate in same P2. And he also took away the fastest lap award, fastest lap award. Point one point four that goes to the fast slap from Lewis. So he still holds after this with Lewis Hamilton winning the race. There is only an eight point gap between the two the two uh drivers going into Jeddah in two weeks. After Jeddah, then we will go to Abu Dhabi for the final race. Now, pretty much if Max if Lewis gets fastest lap and the win at Saudi Arabia, I believe I've read, I've seen places, scenes where they are showing that they will be tied going into Abu Dhabi for the final race, which will be great. Again, the driver's championship is more prestigious, is more watched about, most watched by the fans, while really the money is in the constructor's championship and 
we'll look that up real quick. Red Bull is within five points of Mercedes for the Constructors' Championship. So that means this is also going to go down to the wire. Yeah, five points. Mercedes has 546.5 points, while Red Bull has 541.5 points. This one could also go go down to the final race of the season, but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, we do have Jetta. If Kim was here, she'd say, oh, we're not going there. But everything I've heard and seen so far, it looks like at least the track and the pit area is completely ready to go for the race. Some amenities around the track will not be will not be ready for the, for the race weekend, but you know, big deal. So the fans may not have as many bathroom places to go. Oh well, that's a problem they have to deal with when they go to the race. Other than that, we've got like I said, Saudi Arabia in two weeks, which is the weekend of December third through the fifth. And that will be a night race. And then December 10th through the 12th will be at Abu Dhabi with the 12th being the final race of the season. And that will be a night race for them. Uh, see, times for me on the race for Saudi will be 10.30 a.m. Thank God. Make sure this goes. Yeah, that is set in military time. a.m. for me, so it's uh, 2 hours, 12.30 for East East Coast for Saudi. That is the race on Sunday, December 5th. And Abu Dhabi on December 12th. The race is 6 a.m. for me, which means it will be 8 a.m. for the East Coast. We're down to two races, people. And this championship is the tightest it's been in years. This is more likely going to go down as the best F1 championship ever. Now, again, we do have uh, Kristen Horner was summoned to the stewards because he made a comment about marshals and stuff at the track. Unfortunately, he was talking about, he was, he, as he said, he was not meaning any harm to one or meaning an offense to one marshal. He was talking about marshalling overall by the FIA. Uh, they gave him pretty much a slap on the wrist, told him don't say nothing like ever again. And other than that, yeah, that's pretty much, an, I mean, while it was a good race, it was a quick, fast race. Like I said, an hour and 24 minutes with one virtual safety car. Uh, it went by really quick. It's probably one of the fastest F1 races I've seen in a while. I think it was a great track. I think that there, because there wasn't just, I mean, uh, Sergio Perez, he fought Ocon at one point. He passed Ocon going into turn one, and then Ocon came back at him through some of the turns. And we thought, he almost thought Ocon, Espinal Ocon was going to get him, but he didn't. So Sergio ended up moving up more, eventually making the P4. But then again, there was a lot of racing going on. Uh, I know I've gone back a little bit and watched some of the, uh, in-car cameras from F1 TV. That gives you a little more of what the hell's going on, especially when you're looking at other cars. And there was actually a lot of racing going on around the track, not just not just down the DRS street where all the pass where everybody's only that's where all the passing would take place. And as far as the new Saudi track goes, it's a quick one. I have it on uh, my F1 2021 game, and I went and checked it out. Whew, damn, 
it definitely runs like a street circuit, but it's fast. We're definitely going to have, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have three or four safety cars because the reason why we call it a street circuit because it is certain places is really tight with the cornering. So these guys will be bumping and banging, if not trying to get too much out of the car and put their cars in the wall. One good thing about what they've done with Jetta is they've included the safer barriers that we use here in NASCAR in the States. That I, I was wondering when we might start seeing that be used in F1 because I think it's a, a better system than just smacking a fucking wall or the Armco. I mean, those were, everybody had been around. Last year, about this time, we dealt with um, Roman Grosjean hitting the Armco barrier, which then ripped the friggin' car in half, and he ended up with burns and stuff and was trapped in the car for a bit. Luckily, he got himself out, and he, he lived through it. But again, we don't want to see that happen in motorsport. You know, just like NASCAR coming out with a new car, we don't want it to fall apart. Other than that, I, I'm i almost going to go out and say, more likely, Lewis Hamilton's going to win the championship. Mercedes will win the drivers or constructors championship. However, the good thing about this year is, I mean, they're going to win it for the eighth time. But the good thing about this is it will be one at the last race. We're not going into, you know, we last, last year we crowned Lewis around three or four, about four or five races ago. Somewhere around there. So this year, it is coming down to the wire, and that's one thing all fans want to see. Hence why NASCAR implemented their stupid playoff system. But again, I digress on that. Uh yeah. We're supposed to go live tonight with taps. I right now I don't see it happening. So just stay tuned. If you get a notification we went live, then you know we're doing it. Otherwise, I'll hold taps off until when is the actual 40th anniversary? It's not until December, but because we were going to do Christmas movies in December, I just wanted to see when it is. The release date was December 18th, 1981. So, yeah, so December 18th, we might be able to pull something off. Maybe do a double episode or something and talk about a Christmas movie and then turn around and talk about uh, that. Especially if there's no NASCAR news, we could do. The morning show will be more of taps, but right now I'll check with Kim closer to uh, six o'clock Eastern to see how she's doing, and we'll go from there. But I'm almost finished. Put it out there: we're probably not going to go live tonight. But if we don't, I want to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Again, let me re reiterate this from Earth from beginning of the show this Saturday. November 27th, don't have a time. If, if Lunar Girl's heard of a time, she can let me know in the chat. But on the Red 5 Network YouTube channel will be the Parsec Awards. Everyone from the Red 5 Network got together. They We did little videos or whatnot, and I can't wait to see what the final product look, looks like. I know Ro has been busting his ass editing and putting this thing together so it, so it really goes smoothly. So I can't wait to see what he's done. But I know it's November 27th. We just don't have a time yet. But more than likely, 
I would be wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't until in the evening or sometime. But then again, go over to the Red Five Network on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the bell to be notified. That way, when it goes live, you know you can it can go. You know that it's live. And you can join everyone in the chat. And like Luna Girl says, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your fam time with your family, especially uh, I guess it's a United States holiday. So happy Thanksgiving to all everyone in the U.S. Enjoy your family. If you are traveling, please be safe. This is the worst time you're going to be traveling. And until we come back with another episode, which unfortunately a race episode may not happen next week due to the fact that there is no F1 this weekend. But depending on if there's any news that comes out, we may, I may, we may throw something together or otherwise we will come back next Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern with a Christmas movie. I have no idea which one yet. I think we may do Elf. I think. Kim and I have not seen it yet, so that's one of the movies we want to check out. But we also want to do some of our all-time favorites, too. Which, if you remember from last year, we did give a kind of our favorite list of Christmas movies. But anyways, until then, again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States. Enjoy, enjoy your time with your family. If everyone else in the world have a great weekend, great week. Be kind to everyone. And let's just keep everyone near us. Give your give a hug to your loved one. Call your loved one. If you haven't heard from your loved one in a while, give them a call. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're thinking about them. Just let them know that you still love them because we are still dealing with this damn pandemic. And until this gets, ever gets cleared out of the way, then we'll keep on dealing with it. But until then, everyone have a happy and safe Thanksgiving in the United States. Everyone else in the world, be please be safe also. And until next Tuesday, or maybe tonight, but I'm, I'm going to say next Tuesday for now. Peace. Bye, everybody.